Good evening, everyone, and thank you for coming back and joining me tonight on Next on the T. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and tonight I'm looking forward to sharing a couple of really great instructors with you. First up, I'll be joined by LPGA Class A instructor Christina Ritchie. Christina has also authored a couple of books titled A Girl's Encore Survival Guide to Golf Plus Series 2 version of that book. We'll talk about the unique ability you know, that she has with those books to take them out, out on the golf course and take a look at the pictures and the instructions and all of that. We'll also talk about ways to improve our mental approach plus some simple exercises to also improve our strength within our golf swing. So a lot to get into with Christina when she joins me here in just a few minutes. Following her, I'll get a return visit from teaching professional and the author of the book, Golf is My Life, and that's John Decker. We'll talk more about John's book, plus get some short game tips as well, particularly around chipping and pitching the ball closer to the hole, and I look forward to getting John back on the show. He'll join me about 25 minutes from now. So more great stories and tips coming your way tonight on this edition of Next on the Tee. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the journey with me over the next hour. And as you know, we are sponsored by the French Lick Resort. Let's hear a word from our good friend Steve Rondonero about all the great things they've got coming up this fall. Fall golf is gorgeous at French Lick Resort. Perched on one of the highest points in Indiana, the Pete Dye course hosted the first ever senior LPGA championship this summer. Ask the ladies, the views are spectacular. The venerable Donald Ross course is looking better than ever as it celebrates its centennial. Go to FrenchLick.com and save with our Hall of Fame package. Play legendary golf at French Lick Resort this fall. Yeah, folks, be sure to go online to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself how great a place it really is and to book your stay as well. And, folks, have you heard me talking about Club Hub sensors over the last couple of months? Well, if you haven't, listen up and get ready to discover the best portable shot tracking and swing analysis golf device out there. Other shot trackers tell you what happened. Club Hub tells you what happened and why. Take the progress that you make on the practice tee directly to your rounds with the only device of its kind that you can take on the course with you. I have Club Hub sensors on all of my clubs. They screw right into the tops of your grips, and I can tell you, I've learned more about my swing and all the data elements that you could ever want since I put the Club Hub sensors on my clubs. I've learned more in the last few months than I've learned over the 40 years that I've been playing the game. But before you go out and buy your own set, our friends at Kinetic Sports have a special limited-time discount for our listeners. Now, for the entire month of October, you can get any Club Hub product for 25% off by entering NEXT, N-E-X-T, in their, you know, in their promo line and get Club Hub sensors for a stellar low price. Head to clubhubgolf.com. That's clubhubgolf.com to get your Club Hub sensors today, and you're going to see your game in a whole new way. We're also excited to be partnering with the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. The Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company, they are back with the same great equipment that you know and love without the retail markup that you hate. You can now buy premium Ben Hogan irons, wedges, utility irons, hybrids, and bags directly from the factory at prices your wallet is really going to appreciate. Visit them online by going to BenHoganGolf.com or order by giving them a call at 844-53-HOGAN. Again, 844-53-HOGAN. Please also check out our friends at the Bobby Jones Company, their apparel company, by going online to BobbyJones.com. Their new fall collection is out. It's time to up. Upgrade your wardrobe with enduring style from the Bobby Jones Apparel Company. See it all online by going to bobbyjones.com. 
And folks, you also know that we are partnering with Russ Holden and the folks over at Caddy for a Cure. And one of the most unique opportunities in the world of professional golf is available to you through Caddy for a Cure. Spend a day inside the ropes with one of the world's best players as their caddy. It's a fantastic way to have the time of your life while supporting our wounded service members and Fancona Anemia. You're going to walk side-by-side side with your tour player experiencing professional golf as an insider. In addition to the amazing experience you're going to have, you're going to get a great gift package from Caddy for, for a Cure, which includes Under Armour logo apparel, an eyewear package, a tour-grade caddy bib suitable for autographs and framing, a 10-cup ball-marking gift, chef's cut real jerky, and professional photographs from your day. Go online to caddyforacure.com to learn more. All right, now joining me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Christina Ritchie. Christina is a member of the LPGA and a Class A instructor. She's written a couple of instructional books titled A Girl's Encore Survival Guide, uh, to golf and uh, a series two of that version of that book as well. Uh, they've gotten tremendous reviews. You go online, folks, to Amazon.com, checking out tremendous reviews of both of these books. The books are packed with step-by-step -step instructions and photographs of every aspect of the game. What I like a lot about the book as well is they they have other things besides that. You can get you know learn how to you know do a better job of course management and the mental side of the game as well, which you know we talk a lot about on this show. There's also a joke section. So I guess when all else fails, right, sometimes you just got to laugh about it and move on. Christina also has some great tips and information available on her website at ChristinaRitchie.com, as well as a bunch of great instructional videos on her YouTube channel as well. And I am honored she is with me tonight here on Next on the T. Hey, Christina, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Appreciate it. So, Christina, let's let's start by going all the way back to the year 2000. I was reading on your website that that's really when you started playing golf, and five years later, boom, you're already a five handicap. So it takes most of us about 10 years just to get bad at the game, and you're shooting in the 70s <laughs> within five years. So talk about how you got started playing the game and how then you know you were able to progress so rapidly in it. Absolutely. Well, I lived in Miami, so that that helps. You can play 365, you know, all year long. Uh, when I first learned, I was introduced to the game by my uh, mother's perpetual fiancé at the time. He was a big golfer, played for 30 years, he's, and he really wanted to get us into golf, so he booked a series of five lessons for my mother and I. I was hooked immediately. I just loved it. You know, growing up, I played field hockey, tennis, so I have that hand-eye coordination, so I really took to it. And at the time, I'm like, wow, I love this game. I want to be on tour. <laughs> you know? So I was like taking – I was at the, I was living at the Jim McLean Golf School. I was taking two lessons a week, and I was just on the golf course 24-7. I was really, really into it. And at the time, I worked for myself, and I still do. I had a graphics company, and my clients were like, where are you? I'm like, I'll be, I'll be back at the office soon. So at that point, I realized, you know what? <clears throat> My background is graphics and marketing, right? Why don't I just combine my two passions since I'm so into golf? And that's when the book came up. I said, you know what, let me try doing this book. I'll just self-publish and see what happens. But instead, I went and found an agent, and then I found a publisher. And the publisher was a woman. The, I went through the entire list of 20 possible, even more, 30 possible publishers. Every one of them said no. She has no platform. No, she's not a pro. She's an amateur. No, 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 no. The very last one, the very last one, the agent's like, Christina, this is it. And she got it. 
She's like, I get it. This book is awesome. So she published it, and, and away I went. So five, so let's see. So five years later, I was a five handicap. In the sixth year, I started writing the book. And then in 2008, or 2006 and seven, I started writing the book. It took me a year to get the agent and the publisher, and then in 2008, I published the book. So it was really an interesting journey. You know, just I learned a lot about myself playing the game and learning the game. I'm a type A perfectionist, and that's not always the best thing for golf. But what I realized <laughs> is, you know, why do we love this game? Because it's so challenging. There's so many facets to it that it just enamored me, and I just wanted to help other players. That's why I wrote the book, you know, because I, because I was so obsessed with the game, I went through a lot of pain, you know, a lot of tears because I was so – my expectations were a little too high. You know, in retrospect, I would have done things differently. But I didn't want other players to go through that. I wanted their learning curve to be smoother and faster. So that's why I wrote the book. I targeted it to women because, you know, I just didn't see anything on the bookshelves and – you know, I'm a female golfer, and I just thought that, you know what, women need this, and that's why I targeted it to women. I would help my mother and her friends out on the course, and I saw that they had improvement, and it really inspired me to say, hey, you know what, I can actually do this. But I never taught a person, like in person. I only taught through the books. And then I decided, you know what, i got to take this to the next level. So then I went and got my LPGA Class A. I'm also Titleist. Performance Institute, Golf Level 3 certified. So I really took it to the next level so I could actually coach people. I felt like I needed to be certified before I actually taught someone in person. So now I really enjoy the coaching aspect of it as well. So I teach through my books. I actually have three books. I have the two girls, Golf Survival Guides, and also have another book that I marketed to men and women. It's called Reach Your Goal Survival Guide to Golf. It has three male pros in there, so it's really a great book for the guys that don't like pink. Because <laughs> a lot of the, the wives, the wives email me and they say, "Hey, Christina, I got to go buy another one. My husband won't give it back." But the husbands aren't going to take those on the course. I mean, there's just no way. And I totally get it. So the husbands are actually enjoying my YouTube channel, <laughs> getting a lot of guys on the YouTube. <laughs> you know, because it's not pink. And it's, uh, they're learning a lot. So I just love helping people. I really do. It's just fun. I want people to get more pars. That's my whole thing. You know what? When so, we're playing well, we're having a lot more fun. Exactly right. So, you know, Christine, you mentioned a moment ago that, you know, you went through your trials and tribulations in the game, your pain, as you put it. So did you take, you know, the pain points that you had and say, you know what, I bet everyone else has these same pain points and help other people get through those pain points? Or how did, how did you decide, you know, where, where you needed to go and what you needed to teach people how to do differently or better? Well, I discovered that, uh, well, after I got my LPGA, you mean after I got certified in that aspect or through the books? No, you know, absolutely. Through, you know, I think through your own pain, right? How did, how did you decide, you know, based on, you know, was it, was it your own pain in the game and where you struggled? Or how did you decide, you know, what you needed to be able to teach people to do differently or better? When I was going, when I was learning the game and I was really into it, taking those two lessons a week and whatnot, practicing, playing every day, I'm a visual learner, you know, so I would take the, the magazines to the golf course. And in the Miami heat, they'd melt, right? So I needed visuals. <laughs> What's the right way? What's the wrong way? I needed the yes, no's, right? I needed the step one, two, threes. And it was, 
it was in the magazines, but they just weren't on course friendly. And that's how I just felt like we needed more visuals. So I went to the bookstore, and all the books were huge coffee table books, or they were just too much text. You know, I need pictures. You know, golf is visual. And I think a lot of players are visual, and that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons I wanted to help players to be able to see the yes, no, to be able to take this book literally on the golf course so if you have a fried egg in the bunker, you can whip it out and say, this is the setup real quick, you know, to the point, not a lot of yapping, a lot of visuals, and here's the right way, here's the wrong way. Matter of fact, that's the emails I get from, from players. That's one of the reasons they love the book is because they can see the, the good way and, the, you know, the, the correct way and the wrong way. That really helps them. So um, those are the signature basically styles of my book, you know, real non-technical solid fundamentals with clear recreatable visuals so they can take my visuals and literally recreate it right there in the range or on the course and that's what's beneficial about these books it's all visual peter green so so take that to the next level christina because you know when you and i were talking off air you've you've also got a virtual training piece right more parse training Talk about what folks can, you know, get out of that and how they can, you know, get, get uh, lessons from you virtually, right, wherever they are. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, everything's online these days. It's amazing where golf is going. You know, YouTube alone is just phenomenal. It's blowing my mind. I literally just started posting on YouTube regularly not too long ago, and I'm kicking myself because that's where everybody is, more so than ever. You know, they just love to absorb the knowledge. So, I take that and I create a, what I call the more parse training so a player can live anywhere and they can get personal coaching with me because I give them swing reviews from key to grain, you know. So we have a conversation. We have a kickoff call. I get to know all about their game. And then they go through a, I offer, a, right now I offer, um, actually offer an annual package, but primarily the players are doing the 12-week six-week, four-week, or two-week training. Um, and in, those, in that time frame, they get targeted playlists from tee to green. They get targeted drills specifically for their game. The swing reviews are tremendous. Uh, you know, it gives them clear direction on what they need to do, the yes and the no, you know, comparing them with the model swing. And they really get a lot out of it. You know, a lot of players come to me, you know, I want to drop five handicaps off my stroke. I just can't seem to do it. And I just had a couple of students finish the 12 weeks, and they just they were thrilled. They, they couldn't believe how comprehensive the program was. They really enjoyed it. And they said, you know what, I'd do it again. And their season's closing, but they're probably going to do it next season. So it's just, it's just a great way for players who really like my style of teaching to not have to travel to a golf school because I also offer national golf schools you know, for the players that actually like to see me in person. But if you don't have the budget or, you know, you just can't get to a golf school, you can do the more parts training. So it's just another offering that I have for players that really like the way I teach. I mean, that's what it's all about, Chris, right? Connection with your golf professional. I mean, you know, that's the way it is. It's very helpful to be personal and, you know, create that relationship. Absolutely. 
And, you know, Christina, one of the things you talked about with respect to, you know, the, the books a moment ago is the ability to take it out on the golf course, right, and lay it down, you know, wherever you are, right, flip right to the page, boom, there you go. You can, t- you can take a look at it via pictures. But you've also got a pocket series, right, coming out? Yes. So the books are fantastic, but the pocket series are even better. Not better, but I would say they, well, they could be slightly better for on the course because they're, really succinct there are 24 panels so there it's an accordion fold out it's three by four and they're targeted so i have 24 of them and they range from tea to green and in between so you get if you want more distance there's a more distance pocket series there's a rules and etiquette pocket series one for guys and one for gals i also have a series for junior players which the junior market is exploding it's fantastic to see so they get their own pocket series. You know, if you're struggling with your mental game, I have a pocket series for that. If you have, if you can't seem to get up and down and you're sculling and chunking your chips all over the place, I got pocket series for that. And they're just super, very quick because the books are great. But a lot of the players, like they, they um, what do they call it, post-it notes, they tab the pages so they can get to it real fast. And the accordions, you can just literally open up and you're right there, bang. So it's a little quicker. It's a little quicker. So you can leave the, you know, you can bring the golf, the books to the range, but on the course, I believe the pocket series are going to be phenomenal. Just faster, you know, because you got to keep pace of play. <laughs> Can't be whipping out the book, and- you know, <laughs> spending five <laughs> minutes reading it. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, <laughs> yes. Got to keep moving. And, and Christina, you, you you talked a, a, a few moments ago about you know your desire to help you know teach women right to 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 enjoy the game more. I'm curious to get your thoughts. You know, again, you started playing in 2000, so you've been you've been playing for 17 years. Are are you seeing more women come to the game now? Are you getting you know uh, women asking about lessons and getting more involved? How do you feel about you know the, the game's ability to attract more females to play it? I think it's come a long way. You know, I think um, it's come a long way. You know, the the clubs, the facilities across the country are very welcoming to women now. There's so many initiatives out there with the governing bodies of golf that are just really driving interest and and open doors to women. So they're feeling a lot more confident. Um, You know, and then with the EWGA, Women's Golf Day, which is a huge initiative. There's so many initiatives out there that are just making golf friendly for women. So, yeah, I think that market is, continuing to grow and we just need to keep you know supporting them and doing whatever we can you know as professionals to keep them in the game because they enter the game great but we got to keep them it's retention that's the key right we got to keep them in the game we got to keep them happy we got (laughs) to Get them more parts. Right. <laughs> hey, Christina, you talked, you know, about, you know, one of the, the pocket series being about the mental approach. So I'm curious to get your thoughts. How do you how do you teach your students to have a more positive mental approach when they're out there on the golf course, particularly when those pain points and those struggles start to come around? Well, you know, first we got to I dial in on what their goals are and expectations. You know, a lot of players don't realize what it takes to improve. They think they can attend a clinic and bang, they're going to be, they're going to be cured. So a lot of players need to be educated and that's where I come in. I educate them on the actual process. I take them back to really to the beginning. How do you learn? 
right? So I have a great webinar series that I did on how we actually learn, how it sticks. And a lot of players forgot. You know, they just think that they can just take a clinic or a lesson and it's going to stick without practice, and you've got to practice. But you don't have to practice two hours. You don't have to, you know, spend as much time as I did. You can literally practice at home. You can practice in your mind five minutes a day, you know, visualizing your swing, making sure you're reiterating the key points from your lesson because it, if you don't, it just goes in one ear out the other. And when you go to your lesson again, it's like starting all over. So I really educate them on the expectations. So when they go out on the course, they don't have these wild expectations and they can have more fun. You know, that's a big thing, expectations. And the other thing right. is just anxiety of of what others think. <laughs> you know, so I have a, a pocket series that is dealing with you and dealing with others, right? Things to do and not to do um, for yourself and then for others, you know, just to keep mm-hmm. you calm, focused, and relaxed. That's the big thing. You have to be focused, and you have to be relaxed. It's a it's a relaxed focus. You know, it's a, you watch. I mean, the pros do that so well. Yeah, they have adrenaline pumping, but they channel it appropriately where recreational players freeze up. You know, mm-hmm. so I try to educate my students. It's all you know. It's about educating and then giving them the tools and the resources so they can go out and really enjoy the game because that's what it's all about. In the end, it's all about getting optimal enjoyment in the game. And, again, retention. we got to keep them in the game because if they're not happy and they're throwing clubs and they're just, you know, it takes the joy out of it when you can't hit the ball, right? So any tools and resources that I can give them to strike the ball better, to have a better mental approach, you know, that's that's what it's all about. Agreed. Yeah. So, Christina, let's get a couple of lessons from you. And you you mentioned the word focus a moment ago. And one of the videos that you have talks about picking out a specific target and maintaining the focus on that specific target. Talk about why that's important. What's the object of the game? Get the ball. Get the ball in the hole, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. But from tee to green, it's all about target, right? There's always a target. And a lot of players get distracted, and they don't focus on the target, right? So if you give them a process, you know, golf is a process. If you give them the process, and everyone's going to have their own process and how they do it, but it's all going to be a process on focus on that target, the target. If you focus on the target, you're going to take your mind off the mechanics, you know, off those 20 swing thoughts. You know, I'm, I'm okay if you have one swing thought. That's cool. But, you know, too many players are like, focusing on too many things and they're forgetting about the target and if you just focus on the target your mind is going to relax and it's going to know what to do you know if you give your mind a, a, a job i want you to focus on this target your body even if your swing's not perfect perfect more often than not you're going to get it to the target you know when players step up to the tee boxes you know especially women and they see a body of water <laughs> right my mother was a perfect example there was a she was on the tee box, and there was a body of water well out of play. But for some reason, she was focused on that water, and the ball went into that water, and it was not <laughs> even in play. It was amazing. It was like it really was a light bulb. This was a few years back. I'm like, wow, that really does work. Your mind doesn't comprehend the word don't. It only comprehends your energy. Where is your energy? Where is your focus? And if it's focused on trouble, guess what? You're going to go in that trouble. 
But if it's focused on the target and exactly where you want to go, and the more specific you are, the better. It works. It really works. And Christina, one one place that a lot of us get you know kind of loose in our swings, you know, after we've got our target and we're focusing on that, where where things start to go awry is in our takeaway. Talk about how we can do a better job of staying, you know, on plane with our swings and, you know, with our takeaways as well. Sure. So the takeaway is, you know, sets the stage for the entire swing. After your setup, your setup is critical. But the big thing I see in the takeaway is uh, a loss of connection. You know, so I'm a big advocate of, you know, what I call zipping up, really keeping that lead arm to chest connection on the takeaway, Right. And driving it with your with your torso, your chest, and your back. A lot of players just use their arm arms in the takeaway, and their chest remains on the ball. So they a so they don't make a backswing, and then they d- get disconnected, right? And because they didn't make a backswing, they typically hit a weak right or slice because they're already the minute they move forward, they're already ahead of the ball, so they're done, right? So the big thing for me is that lead arm to chest connection, making sure that you drive the takeaway with your chest and your back. Your hands and the club, your hands work straight back, right over your toe line, right? So if you keep that lead arm to chest connection, your hands track over your toes, the club is a tiny bit outside your hands, and then the club works up as you turn, as you continue to rotate. And that's, to me, the most important thing is the connection and making sure that your hands stay passive. A lot of players, you know, hinge the club and their hands get out, away from their body on the takeaway. And that's just going to get you off plane. Some players suck the club inside, you know, the, the shaft inside. Um, so that's what I see primarily. Or they lift the club, their hands straight up. So if, you, if they focus on driving it with their chest and their back and really keeping that lead arm to chest connection as they turn, then that makes the takeaway a lot easier, if that makes any sense. Does that make sense? It does. And, and Christina, you also have some really nice fitness tips on your website. Talk about you know, easy things that we can do at home, right? You don't have to be, you know, go to a gym and, you know, all that sort of thing because there's some of the things that you do just with body pressure and stuff like that. Talk about some of the some of the exercises that we can do to strengthen ourselves in our golf swing. Uh, yes, so I, I launched More Parse Fitness, which is great. You know, it is. It's exercise you can do right at home, and all you need are, like, you know, the bands. You can do a lot of things with the bands. Like, for example, you can – those little um, bands that you put around your feet – you can get them online, They're, right. you know, maybe 12 inches. You put them on, like, for example, you can put them on your wrists and put your elbows against your sides and literally just push out with your hands, and it gets the sh- small muscles in your shoulders to really strengthen your, your shoulders so you can support the backswing. Um, I, do, I love a lot of uh, core work and, and push-ups, if you do them right, are phenomenal, you know, because it gets the entire body, you know, air squats, we need strong legs, air squats with no weight, add weight, you know, and I, I'm a big proponent of form. You know, the form's got to be key. So in the more parts fitness, I really focus on making sure that when you do these exercises, like the air squats, the renegade roads, which are really cool, you just need some dumbbells, um, really strengthens your back. I focus a lot of exercises on your upper middle back. You know, especially with women, that is a really weak area. So a lot of my exercises um, focus on strengthening that area because though, that middle of the back, our rhomboids between our scapula, is, our, is what supports our posture, right? 
we have to have a great posture. So strengthening that middle of the back so we can get our shoulders back and down and really maintain a great posture is important. Um, so the exercises, you just need a dumbbell, you need some bands, and you need some space, and that's it. And I'm also recently got certified in cardio golf, which is phenomenal. So a player who's actually someone who's never picked up a club can learn the mechanics of the golf swing while getting a workout at the same time. It was created by Karen Palacios Jansen. It's phenomenal. So I got certified in cardio golf. I'll be offering that as well. So pretty exciting stuff. I love the fitness aspect because I see a lot of players, you know, maybe weak in their legs or not strong in their core or their, you know, their upper back. And they just, you know, they struggle. And, the, and the, if you're not fit or some semi-fit, at least for golf, you could injure yourself. So, you know, I'm a strong believer in, you know, make the effort to to work out. And that's why the exercise that I present, you can do right at home. So if you can't get to a gym, no worries. So I'm Christina, about so that. many things, you know, that uh, between your website and your YouTube channel and the book and, and all of those sorts of things. T- let our listeners know, how can they follow you online? How can they follow you on social media? And then get copies of your books and, uh, and check out your videos. Thank you so much. So my YouTube channel is More Pars, so they can just do the YouTube.com forward slash C, as in Christina, forward slash more pars. The, my website is christinaritchiegolf.com. That's my learning program. So if you want coaching, more pars training, if you want to and register for one of my golf schools, go there. If you want my books and other, my, my pocket series, and I also have more pars fitness posters and other goodies on that site, my products are on golfsurvivalguide.com. And on both of those sites are my social media links that where people can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I post weekly um, fitness tips, golf tips, special deals, you know, discounts and stuff. Uh, YouTube I post weekly, and I also send out a tip of the week. So a lot of, uh, you know, players love that. Each Saturday they get a tip uh, delivered to their inbox. A lot of ways that players can get more pars. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Christina, it's, it's been a joy having you as part of the show, and I hope you'll come back sometime, share more of your stories and your insights with us. It's been fantastic spending some time with you. I appreciate it, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Take care, Christina. Look forward to catching up with you again real soon in between now and then. All the best to you and your family. Thank you. Bye. Take care. That's Christina Ritchie, and uh, her last name is spelled R-I-C-C-I, so Christina Ritchie. And, uh, folks, you know, I signed up for the, for the tip. I'm looking forward to getting those. And the YouTube channel is absolutely outstanding, and, and, uh, and so are the books. So look forward to that pocket series coming out as well. Before I get to my next guest, John Decker, I want to give a shout-out to a few of our sponsors. First, I want to remind you about our friends over at SyncIt.com. You know how we like to keep things on the positive side here on Next on the Tee and have a positive approach both in life and out on the golf course. Well, we're excited to be partnering with the folks at SyncIt.com. Keep putting that positive thought of sinking the putt in your mind with their great line of T-shirts and hats. You know, to win any tournament, you've got to sink the final putt. We wake up every day to finish strong, sink the putt, close the deal, work hard, get better each and every day. Have the confidence to push forward towards your dreams with unwavering passion, and you're going to sink it in life. Check them out online at sinkit.com. 
And folks, have you heard me talking about Clubhub? And if you haven't, please listen up and get ready to discover the best portable shot tracking and swing analysis golf device out there. Other shot trackers tell you what happened. Clubhub tells you what happened and why. Take the progress that you make on the practice tee directly to your rounds with the only device of its kind that can go on the course with you. I have club hub sensors on all of my clubs. They screw right into the top of your grips, and I can tell you, I've learned more about my swing and all of the data elements that you could ever want since I put those club hub sensors on my club. I've learned more in the last couple months than I have in the 40 years I've been playing the game. But before you go out and buy your own set, our friends at Kinetic Sports have a special limited time discount for our listeners. For the entire month of October, you can get any Club Hub product for 25% off by entering NEXT. That's N-E-X-T you know, on their website. Go to clubhubgolf.com to get a stellar low price for this great, you know, the great equipment that they have available for you. These sensors are absolutely outstanding, folks, I promise you. Clubhubgolf.com, and you're going to learn more about your game, and you're going to learn it in a whole new way. Also want to remind you about our friends over at Power Bar. Energy and focus on the course is essential, whether you're playing, you know, on the tour in your club championship or your weekend four ball with your buddies. Power Bar is the golf nutritional bar that, you know, can help you with both of those things. Again, focus and energy. Eat some before you get to the first tee and the rest every three holes until you're finished and you're going to play with more energy and focus to win. Par Bar was developed by a lifelong golfer and a food scientist to help all golfers play their best. Go online to parbargolf.com and order yours today. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at pgasuperstore.com. Now, back to you, Chris. Yeah, folks, and one other thing to know about our friends over at the PGA Tour Superstore, they are teeing up a virtual nine-hole tournament series that invites golfers to play the country's most popular and famous golf courses in a fun and affordable, convenient manner. Over the next three weeks, they'll be holding indoor nine-hole tournaments, which include virtual competition on top courses from around the country. And each week, a new nine-hole tournament format is going to be introduced with up to $200 in weekly prizes for tournament and contest winners. They also feature a closest-to-the-hole contest. The entry fee per tournament is $19.99 for more information and to register for the virtual tournament. Go online to PGATourSuperstore.com. All right, now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line is John Decker. John is a wonderful teaching professional at New Albany Country Club up in New Albany, Ohio. He was the head instructor at the Grand Cypress Academy of Golf for 20 years. He's also a public speaker and author of the book Golf Is My Life, Glorifying God Through the Game. Since we first met John on the show back in January, he's been doing a lot of traveling and book signings. You can get a copy of his book on Amazon.com. It's five-star rated, and I'm honored he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, John, thanks for coming back on the show. Chris, thank you very much for having me. So, John, I've been following you throughout the year, seeing your posts on you know, LinkedIn and all over social media. Catch us up with all the great things that you've been doing. My, my life has been a whirlwind. Uh, it's been amazing. Uh, I've done a seven-state tour. I've been to, to Dallas, Orlando, uh, the Atlanta area, um, South Carolina, all throughout Virginia and Ohio. Uh, so it's been, it's been a, a great experience overall. I spent 10 months focusing strictly on the book and, and really was just doing a little bit of teaching on the side because I just didn't have time to do it because I was gone so much. 
But um, this, uh, in August, I came back to New Albany to kind of get back into my teaching. Uh, and then I've been doing a lot of uh, videos because I had been gone so long, I didn't want people to forget about me. So I've been really amping up my video uh, little tips and everything. And uh, I got contacted by a company called GolfSwing.com, which is uh, they're based out of Dallas, and it's a new um, website where you it's a subscription based where you can go on there and and watch uh, some some of the top teachers, uh, you know, giving lessons and um, and they really liked uh, li they liked my presentation style, so I've been sending them them uh, videos and uh, and it's doing very well. In fact, I'm going to be flying out to Dallas um, uh, the week before Thanksgiving and and filming a whole series of short game videos uh, for them and also some course management stuff on the full swing. So it's it's been crazy. I'm still doing my book stuff and doing a lot of speaking at, at churches and uh, golf courses. So um, it's been a hectic but very exciting year. And I'll tell you, John, uh, I've, I've become a big fan of those videos. You know, you've been doing some really great ones, you know, throughout the course of the summer. And I wanted to talk to you about some of those and, and, and get some tips for our listeners. And, and the one I wanted to start with is, uh, you know, how to increase power and stop the slice. Take us through how we can uh, stop the slice. Well, um, the majority of your listeners are, are probably right-handed, so I'll speak as a right-hander. Um, and if you're a left-hander, just uh, flip, the si flip the side, obviously. But, um, you know, we have a strong side. and I'm right-handed. I mean, if I throw a ball right-handed, uh, I'm, I'm going to use my right side. Um, and so in the golf swing, I want to use my right side to create power. Now, when I look at someone who slices the ball, the first thing I'm going to look at is their grip and making sure that we get that correct and, and strengthen. Most of the time, slicers tend to have weaker grips. Um, so we tend to strengthen, want to make sure your grip is stronger. And there's a video um, on the grip as well. But it's over the, front, over the uh, radio, it may not be as easy to describe. But the main thing that you want to look at with your grip is making sure that the V of your left hand is pointing at your right shoulder. Um, but uh, as far as the drill goes that I did for the, that you're talking about, um, basically take your left hand off of the club and put it behind your back and hold the club with your right hand only. And hit, you know, I would do it with wedges, uh, nine iron maybe, uh, and hit balls uh, with just your right side. And learning how to turn your right side through the shot will give you more power. Uh, the more you use your right side, the more the club will come from the inside, which means you're going to hit, uh, you're going to learn to hit a draw. Uh, if you are a, a left side puller, is what I call them, if you're pulling with your front side or your left side, the club is going to come from the outside, and that's a recipe for a slice. So I, anytime I get someone that's a slicer, uh, I try to take their left side out, and I try to teach them to use the right side. And, John, you know, we talk an awful lot about, you know, the short game and the mental approach to the game on the show, and, and you've got – some great videos about hitting better chip shots. When we're just a few yards off the green, you know, no trap in the way, just you know, we're a few yards off the green, we've got a lot of green to work with to a back pin, how can we get the ball more consistently closer to the hole than we do today? A lot of us struggle with getting the ball close to the hole in those situations. And, you know, a lot of times those are off really tight lies, which makes it difficult. And a lot of people, you know, will tend to putt it. And if they don't have anything in front of them, and if, if, they, if they choose to putt it, I always tell people if you're going to putt it, you're never really going to get any better. You're going to you're you're not going to you're not going to have a terrible score uh, on the hole, and you're not going to really learn to be proficient because it's very difficult to predict when you putt from off the green, unless you're putting to a close 
10 and you're just right off the edge, would I recommend putting? Uh, if you're going to chipping, the biggest mistakes I see people make is they tend to go with too much loft. They try to carry the ball too far on the green. Uh, I would much rather see them learn to uh, take a 7-iron, 8-iron, 9-iron. And then obviously you want to create a descending blow. A real simple tip, I did a, a tip on this, is to take two balls, have one ball that you're hitting, and then one foot behind that, put another ball. Your angle of approach is very important where the club is going up and down. There's an up and down in chipping. You don't want the club going along the ground in the backswing. You want it going up in the air and striking the ball. And so to do this, you, you're going to put the, you're going to set the club down behind the ball you're hitting, set your weight into your left hip, and that's going to help you uh, create a steeper angle of approach. And that little drill, uh, putting that ball, or you can sometimes I put a shag bag, put something behind you to force you to go more up and down with a 7-iron, 8-iron, 9-iron, depending on the situation. Uh, and you're going to hit solid shots uh, on a more consistent basis. Uh, and then one last little tip on chipping. The biggest mistake I see people make with their feet is they get way too wide with their feet. When you're chipping, you need to narrow your stance because you don't need power. You widen your stance for power. I widen my stance in the bunker. I widen my stance if I'm going to hit a flop shot or a big high pitch shot but if I'm, or a full swing. But if I'm chipping, I narrow my stance. That, makes, that takes away a lot of the margin for error, and you're going to be a lot more consistent. So let's take it a, a, a step further on this short game. Let's talk about high pitch shots and how we need to, sure. you know, need to land those softly, whether we're getting it up over a bunker or, you know, something that might be in the way, you know, maybe we're well below the hole and we need to get that, you know, high, soft landing shot. How do we execute that? Well, first of all, you know, I recommend that, that all your listeners out there carry a, uh, some sort of uh, lob wedge, whether it be a 58 or 60 degree wedge. I would much rather have a student have a lob wedge in their bag than a three or four iron. So try to get rid of some of your longer clubs and make sure that you have the appropriate equipment. Uh, you, you obviously want to learn how to use the bounce of the club, which the more you open the club face, the more you'll use the bounce, which helps the club slide. That helps, number one, it gives you more loft. And number two, it allows you, it keeps the club from digging in the ground so that you can create speed at the bottom of your swing. Uh, you do need to widen your stance, and you need to get low. You have to lower your center of gravity. Uh, my, my mentor was Phil Rogers. Uh, who has probably one of the greatest short games of, of all time. Um, and he used to say, to hit the ball high, you got to get low. And you got to get your fanny down low. you got to bend your knees. And, and that's going to help you to get the club under – because you have to get the club under the ball. Um, and then, you know, you have to go ahead and commit and make a, 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 an aggressive swing um, when, you're, when you're hitting the, the high pitch as well. Uh, you can't bail out on it. And that's one of the reasons why I like having a lob wedge, because I know that – I can be aggressive and the ball's not going to go too far. And to that point, you know, you, you talk about committing to the shot. I think that's something that a lot of we amateurs, you know, fail to do, right? We, you know, you'll see us decel our, you know, whether it's we're deselling the putter, we're deselling, you know, whatever, you know, club work we're going into because, you know, we think we commit to the shot, but then at the last minute we're not so sure, right? So, so we tend to back off of it a little bit. Talk about, talk about committing to the shot and just going through with whatever plan we have and executing against that? Well, it all starts in your pre-shot routine. Uh, you know, um, the, one of the most important things that you want to do, and, 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 you know, you can go to a sports psychologist and pay a lot of money, but they're basically going to tell you, you see it, you feel it, you do it, and you trust it. So the first thing you want to do is see the shot. 
in your mind you have to have you know an idea of what the shot's going to do. But you have to feel the shot. You have to make rehearsal swings. Um, and the rehearsal swings need to be at game speed in the short game. In the, when you're hitting a driver, your practice swing can be nice and easy. You don't need to make a full hard practice swing with a driver. But when you're hitting a pitch shot or you're making a putt, you need to make rehearsal swings that are at game speed. You're trying to tell your body, this is what I want to do. I see people, number one, they don't make any practice swing, or number two, they make some real methodical, real lazy practice swing that doesn't is not realistic of what they're going to need. Because when you make those rehearsal swings or practice swings, you get to test the grass. I, that's one reason why I think pitching is 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 can be easier than bunker because you can test the grass in the sand you can't test it it would be a lot easier if you could but it gives you that feel of uh, where's the bottom of my swing going to be how thick is this grass you know am i am i swinging and catching the grass is my club stopping is my club sliding through is the grass wet so when i do that it, it to me it's almost like a pacifier it really it really calms me down and i say okay i know what the bottom of the swing is going to feel like and then what I try to get my students to do in everything is to count. And it's really a simple one, two, swing, swing, or tick, tock, or one, two. You come up with a cadence. Just like if you were playing music um, or dancing, you have a rhythm to what you're doing. And I think that when you can count, it takes away all the fear, it takes away all those negative thoughts because – the human brain can only think of one thing at a time, and you have the free will to choose whatever you want to think about. So if you want to think about sculling over the bunker or chunking it or shanking it, then you're probably not going to hit a very good shot. But if you can focus on something positive where you're focusing on a count to what you're doing, so you're trying to, go, you're trying to swing the club back and then to the ground in one second, so it's one, two. It doesn't count the follow-through. The follow-through is the ball's already gone. It's, it's back into the ball, that one-two. You can learn to put that into your game. And I, and I use, will teach that a lot of time with a metronome. And, you know, the problem is when I tell people to do one-two, if I get a guy from New York City, he might go one-two. If I get a guy from the Deep South, he might go one-two. It's got to be on the second. So a, a metronome, if you can put a metronome or just look at a second hand on a clock and get your cadence down – uh, that's really going to help you uh, when you get under pressure. And, John, in your book, again, titled Golf is My Life, Glorifying God Through the Game, you talk you know, a lot about encounters that you've had with you know, tour players and celebrities. You mentioned Phil Rogers a moment ago. I wanted to see if you could share a few of the stories. And, you know, first, one of the, the names that jumped off, you know, to me was Jim Valvano, you know, former basketball coach there at, uh, at NC State. When did you meet Jimmy V, and uh, you know, what was that encounter like? Well, that was the only one of all the people. My, I never met him. He sent me, and, and it's a, uh, the story is I was in the, I was in the eighth grade, um, and I, it, was, uh, it was called the Shoot-A-Thon, and we had to raise money. Um, you know, the winner of the state got to go to see NC State play Wake Forest, and they got to sit on the bench. And I was a huge Jim Valvano fan. Uh, even though my father played football at Wake Forest, I loved Jim Valvano. I uh, just like I love the way he coached and everything. And so I, I for a month, I went door to door to every house in Black Mountain to get to get sponsorships for this. And I single handedly, without any help from my parents, raised eight hundred nine dollars for Musk uh, for MS. 
And so I was like so excited. I thought, man, I'm I'm surely going to win. And some guy from Raleigh raised over two thousand dollars. But Jim Valvano sent me um, uh, an autographed basketball. And so that was wow. the only person of all of it, an autographed basketball. And it says Coach V, and it was the year before they won the national championship. So Thurl Bailey's on there, Derek Wittenberg, and Sidney Love. And um, uh, Terry Gannon's on there as well. So it was really, uh, um, for me, um, I, was, I was really heartbroken. I mean, I remember crying afterwards because I thought I was, I was going to win. I got to go to the to the Western Carolina game. I got to go meet all the players and sit on the bench, and they did a presentation at halftime and gave me a ball, an autographed ball as well. But but I really wanted to meet Coach V. And then later on in Coach V's um, speech, uh, as he was uh, dying when he was speaking the cancer, um, you know, for or before when he was speaking at the the awards for ESPN, he said, um, "God asks ordinary men to do extraordinary things." And I always remember that. And when I got away from my faith and I got into the church and my pastor was talking, um, and this was before I'd even started the book, and I knew God wanted me to write this book, and I didn't want to do it, and I was resisting. The pastor said, God asked ordinary men to do extraordinary things, and it just hit me. I knew that that was Jim Valvano speaking through my – I mean, it just – it was the, the irony of that and, and the way it, it resonated with me. I immediately set up a meeting with my pastor, and uh, we had a meeting, and he gave me the confidence to do it, and I started out on a four-year journey. Um, and, and I'm very, very, um, you know, proud of the fact that of the way it happened um, because I put my fear aside. You know, you talk about fear in golf. Uh, everyone's experienced that. Um, I, had, I was speaking to the Southern Ohio PGA um, a year ago, and I said, you ever stood over a three-foot putt and you, and you had that little voice in your head that says you can't do it, you can't, you're going to miss it or, you know, whatever, and you do? I said, imagine having that for about four or five years. Because as I was writing, I had that voice in my head that was saying, nobody's going to read this book, nobody's going to care about this book, why are you doing this? And I kept plugging away at it. So um, that's why that Jim, uh, Jimmy V uh, story is so special. And, and one thing relating to college basketball Bobby Crimmins was also very instrumental. His story, Bobby Crimmins wrote a, uh, a forward for one of the chapters. And um, I signed the book, and, and I have a great story in there about Bobby Crimmins. And I sent Bobby Crimmins a book uh, last year, and I never heard anything back from him. And my basketball coach called me on Friday and said, John, Bobby Crimmins just called me. He's just start, he said he's started reading your book, and he wanted me to tell you he loves it. And it just, you know, it just made me feel good that uh, – Somebody that was a childhood hero of mine, uh, watching him coach at Appalachian, watching him coach at Georgia Tech and the players and everything and the stories, um, that was um, another great uh, ACC coach. And that's down in your neck of the woods down in Atlanta. Um, some great stories right. about Atlanta as well. So uh, that's a great, great story. You know, talk about, you know, childhood heroes and, and, and folks, you know, like that. For me, my childhood hero was, was Jack Nicholas and Bill Steins who was a director of yeah. golf at Scioto Country Club, Jack Nicholas's home course, was very influential in your life. Talk about the influence he had on you. Bill Steins has been a, a, a really great influence on my life because I met him when I went to Wake Forest Golf Camp. I did not know Bill. Bill was a few years older than I was. He was already at Wake Forest playing golf. 
And I came into Wake Forest Golf Camp. I was so exuberant. I was so excited because it was my first real experience going to organ, getting organized instruction. And I wanted it so bad. I, my dream was to be a PGA Tour player. And when I got there and I started watching all these older kids and watching some of the kids, I mean, they were coming from all over the world to this camp. And I was watching them swing. I thought, oh, my gosh, I am way out of my league. And, and Bill really took me under his wing and, um, and really uh, just went out of his way to make me feel at home because Bill's uh, from Western North Carolina. His father and my father are very good friends. And, um, and so I think, you know, Bill knew that I was coming, and Bill took the time to, to really help me through that. And um, I ended up uh, really progressing over the next couple of years um, Bill, uh, when I got, when I was down in Florida and I got the job up here in Ohio, Bill's at Sciota, uh, Bill put in a great uh, call for me, uh, helped me get the job. Uh, he was really instrumental in, in getting the job and moving me up to Ohio. So I owe a lot to Bill Steins and, um, and, and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, Bill's a, a very good friend as well. And I know, um, his, my prayers are going out to him right now because I know his mother, he's bad, has not uh, been doing very well and she's, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about him and, and uh, want him and his family to know that I'm thinking about him. That's great. And, and John, was there, was there a moment in time in your life when you were at a crossroads? You talk about you know, wanting to be a tour player. Was there a point when you came to a crossroads in your life and you know, what led you to take the path of teaching the game? You know, I, I, uh, I did want to be a tour player. That was my dream. And when I, when I moved down to Orlando, I was really struggling in my life. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And one of my, my friends from college who was living down there said, you know, why don't you go out to Grand Cypress and work in the bag room? And I, I just really – I would have really taken any job. And when I was sitting in there at Human Resources, the, the lady, Kim Kimball, looked at me and said, you know, you, you, know, you, you have a gr- good personality. I think you'd really do well at our golf school. Uh, the academy and I said well what's the academy and she said well it's our golf school and so I said well I'll take whatever job I just needed a job and so I went over there and when I got there and I saw what a golf academy was like I had no idea that that golf academy golf schools were even out there to be honest with you I I knew that for the first time in my life I knew what I I wanted to do with my life I knew at that moment I wanted to be a teacher and I didn't want to run a pro shop. I didn't have any desire. And I respect those guys that do that. That's just not me. I wanted to teach. I wanted to work with people one-on-one or groups. And, and I, I mean, I, they couldn't get rid of me. I mean, every, every day at the end of work, I would sit and I would watch every one of the teachers. I would ask them questions. I was just a, a gym rat. I was just absorbed with it. And, you know, and it's just been a, a great experience. And when I look at back at my life and I look back at, the wonderful people that I've gotten to experience, you know, getting to watch Seve Ballesteros for three days take lessons and watch Payne Stewart take lessons and be around guys like Brad Fax and be around um, just just tour players that were Tiger Woods, uh, you know, would come into Grand Cypress a lot. So to be able to have those experiences uh, was really, really unique, and uh, it really helped to set the foundation for my life as far as, the, what you know, God wanted me to do with my life, and one of the things that I have a Bible study now with my book, and one of the things I always say, you know, golf is my life, and I tell people, if you look at that, that sounds pretty shallow, you know, golf is my life, but that's the knowledge, that was what God, that's kind of what, you know, God 
when he created me, just like a doctor has their life as being a doctor and a, and a lawyer being a lawyer, golf is, is the knowledge that God gave me. But glorifying God through the game, that's the wisdom. And the wisdom is, is simply taking what God gave you and glorifying God with it. That's what we're, we're called to do as Christians. We are, God gives us abilities. And we're to take those abilities, and we're to glorify God. And how do you glorify God? You go out and you help people. You go out and you, you raise money for charities. You go out, you take whatever skills you have, whether they're skills that the whole world can see or just, you know, real s- simple ones, <laughs> excuse me, and you, you, you just you go out in the world and you make a difference. And, and that's really, um, you know, what I'm hoping that the book and the Bible study will do. So, John, what's coming up next for you? I'm going to go to Dallas and, and film a lot of videos. I'm going to be doing that. I just got back from North Carolina. I had two book signings down there. Um, I'm going to be going to Pinehurst in December. Um, I've been invited to um, go to the um, Teacher of the Year conference by the PGA of America. I'm really looking forward to that as well. And then um, I may be heading back to Dallas in the spring. Um, they're talking about you know me coming out and doing some more videos uh, and, and doing a lot of teaching, doing a lot of traveling and teaching and, and really looking forward to to um, the holidays as well. I'm looking forward to a little bit of downtime uh, as well, seeing my family and friends. So, John, let our listeners know. How can they stay up to date with all the things that you're going to be doing, where you're going to be, and all those sorts of things, whether it's online or it's over social media? Well, you can follow me um, on Facebook, um, and I have three platforms platforms on Facebook, and I spell my name J-O-N, so John Decker Golf Instruction uh, is one way you can just, if you want to friend me on Facebook, and also I have Golf Is My Life Glorifying God Through the Game. I have a fan page on that as well. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram uh, and YouTube, but I really encourage, if you want to see my golf videos, um, go to golfswing.com forward slash John Decker. I think I've got over, I've got 60 Six videos, I believe, that are up there now. I just sent another one today. They're real in-depth, five to seven minute long, and 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 I go into you know they're like one subject, you know, you know, like I did one on the yips or you know stopping the shanks or gaining power with your driver, things like that. Um, and and that's a great way if you if you're into the instructional side, um, you know, and want to learn the swing. I think it's a great way to get to know me as an instructor. Um, and also, um, you know, I'm love to. I'm doing speaking engagements. So if you ever uh, need to, you know, uh, a, a speaker at whether it's at your golf course or men's or women's groups, feel free to contact me on Facebook as well. Well, with that, that's something um, that, that I'm still going to be doing, and I enjoy doing. I enjoy the public speaking part. But um, Chris, I really appreciate your time uh, in allowing me on your show. Uh, it's and twice this year. I started out the year, I think you were one of the first uh, radio interviews I've right. done. And so I really wanted to thank you and, and uh, for your support. And um, and the book, like you said, is on Amazon and Barnes & Noble websites. And it's a hard copy, soft copy, and uh, ebook as well. Well, John, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night to come back on the show. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun getting to know you this year. And again, like I say, you know, tracking to see, you know, all the great things that you're doing. And I, and I love the video series. I think they're absolutely outstanding. And, 
and uh, it's uh, it's been you know a privilege you know getting to know you this year and having you a part of the show for a second time. I hope you'll come back and do it again soon because uh, you're fantastic, my friend. I'd love to, and, and if I get to Atlanta, I'll get in touch with you, and we'll get together. Nah, I'd love that very much. John, take care. All the best to you and your family. Look forward to catching up with you again real soon. Okay, Chris. God bless. Same to you. That is John Decker again, J-O-N-D-E-C-K-E-R, John Decker and John Decker Golf Instruction. A lot of great videos, folks, and I'm telling you, you know, they're not very long, but they're very good. They give you a lot of great, you know, great tips on how to do things. You know, you know how we like to talk about short game on this show. A lot of great stuff on there on, you know, on chipping and pitching. And, and uh, you know, John's book is fantastic as well, and I look forward to getting him back on the show again real soon. Can't thank him enough for his time tonight. Folks, before we close up shop, we always like to close out the show with a reminder about our good friend and PGA Tour Pro Jim Estes and the great folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association. Let's hear a word from Jim about the great things that they do. The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S. If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. Yeah, folks, Jim and his crew, they do some amazing things there at the Salute Military Golf Association. To find out more information and to see how you can get involved, go online to smga.org. Also, also want to give a shout-out to our friends over at the Bradley Putter Company. Over the last several months, you've heard me talking about the meteoric rise you know, that, uh, that the Bradley Putter Company had. They went from concept last year on Black Friday to one of the sensations at the PGA Merchandise uh, Show in January. I got mine, and it's a beauty, folks. You know, we are proud to be partnering with Bradley to help promote their unique line of putters. They're made from burl wood, and these aren't ornamental putters, folks. People are raving about the look and the feel that Bradley putters have. They are custom-made to the design and the shape and the colors that you like. Mine is in black and yellow to support my Pittsburgh teams. Go online to bradleyputters.com to see how fantastic this new line of putters really is. All right, folks, time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the Team. My sincere thanks, you know, once again to uh, Christina uh, Ritchie and John Decker as well. I hope you enjoyed the show. I had a lot of fun tonight. Please give me your thoughts. Check out our page on Facebook, Next on the Team with Chris Mascaro. Share your feedback. Plus, if you've, if you've got a question for one of our future guests or someone who's already been on the show, please let me know. I'll get that question answered for you. Plus, go online to our website at nextonthetea.net. There you can see who some of our future guests are going to be. You can stream or download any of our archive episodes for free from our website as well. Please also check out our sister show on the football side, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazari. That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream it live on Blog Talk Radio. That show, like this one, also available as a free podcast over on Podbean. And we can't thank our friends 
on Podbean and Nuffer. If you're having this show and Thursday Night Tailgate as featured podcasts in their sports and recreation section, both online at podbean.com and on their mobile app as well. And folks, if you love podcasts in general, across all genres, They've got them everywhere, right? Great shows across every genre, everything you can think about. Go online again to podbean.com and their mobile app and check out, hopefully, Thursday Night Tailgate and Next on the T, plus you know all their other great podcasts as well. On Thursday Night Tailgate, we are joined every week by five NFL legends sharing their stories from their playing days, plus their insights into what's going on around the NFL today. Plus, we highlight two players doing great things in their communities in our Spotlight on the Positive segment. You can find that show online at ThursdayNightTailgate.com as well. So, folks, thank you for choosing to listen to this show tonight. We can't thank you enough. We know you've got a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows that you have the opportunity to check out. We really appreciate the fact that you're making Next on the T one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the T with Chris Mascaro, where PGA and LPGA pros and top instructors and media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Tuesday to hear more stories about the game we love from people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about the great game of golf.